2: Offering real solutions for peace, not through the presidents, but through prayer. This is Radio Wave with your host, a friend of Mejigoria.
3: Isaiah says, The bricks have fallen, but we will build with dressed stones. The sycamores have been cut down, Or we would put cedars in the place of them. So the Lord raises adversaries against them and stirs up their enemies. I was reading this morning in a book that states, quote, The attempt of a nation to defy the course of his judgments, apart from repentance will instead set in motion a chain of events to bring about the very calamity it sought to avert. We all know we're in a time of divine mercy. Extraordinary time of divine mercy that even God raises up a saint, Faustina. John Paul canonizes her. Her devotion spreads around the world. The Chapel of the Divine Mercy. Because if ever we needed divine mercy, it's now. But what happens in this divine mercy when a judgment is set upon us and we defy the course of that judgment? In other words, we have deferment. We want to defer God's judgment It was just released at Golden Sack, an executive of theirs just left. And he wrote a letter revealing that Golden Sachs' main objective is not making money for the investors, but making money off the investors. Not to make their money come to them, but to take their money from them. He said, they've also ethics. Did they not see a judgment of God? Did we not see a judgment of God at 9-11? The Financial World Trade Center, does that not speak to you of something? That God was doing something to correct us? He put us on a course of judgment? And what did we say? We will rebuild. The developer of of, uh, the Twin Towers said, we will rebuild stronger and one story taller. What arrogance! Do we think we can remain in divine mercy when we unequivocally and repeatedly deny the course of judgment we're to face with or to be faced with and take it and swallow up pill? One of the guys that Hitler rose up was an architect. <clears throat> he wasn't necessarily interested in Hitler's dream as much as he was interested in his dream of being an architect. He eventually did a lot of designs for Hitler, including some of the gas chambers. All the while, he saw how evil Hitler was, and he plotted to have him assassinated. In his trial later, it was known as some of the good things he was trying to do in the midst of all this. And the Americans in the trial wanted to help him get off. He said, no, he did what he did, He needs to take the punishment. He ended up going to jail, ended up getting out after 20 or something, 30 years. I forgot the number. But he accepted the judgment. He he knew he needed to atone. After 9-11, we didn't even stop the pause long enough to think, why did this happen? Why did God allow the crystal clear, most beautiful, pristine sky that for those of us who think about it can remember that, was so clear that it is one of the clearest times in the whole lifetime that you'll ever see this guy, and a perfect walk of evil to accomplish unabated to do what it did. Instead, we didn't look to ourselves in repentance, we looked to defer everything. I'm not advocating by this argument that we shouldn't retaliate. But where did we go on our knees in repentance and say, why did this happen? And in fact, you couldn't even speak about it at the time. People would sit there and say, oh, you're being insensitive to those who were killed. By not doing that, you're being insensitive to those who paid with their lives. The Twin Towers represented the financial love of making money. That's what it was about. Not just making money, but the love of making money. How many billions is enough? It's not if you're doing it to help and using your billions to elevate the church and elevate man and using these temporal goods to help establish the kingdom. But only one million and chasing more after out of love is wrong. So it's not even the billions that's wrong. It's the fact that the World Trade Center represented the love of making money. And so what happened? We arrogant say, as Isaiah, the bricks have fallen, but we will rebuild with dressed stones. The sycamores have been cut down, but we will put cedars in their place. God says, okay, rebuild. Rebuild. And what is Isaiah going to say? So the Lord raises up adversaries against them to stir up the enemies. We're fighting a battle that's, that's an unseen enemy, with a terrorist in a lot of cases. Taking enormous sources to do that, and in many reasons and justifications, we're right in doing so. But do we have to do that? Could we go down on our knees and say, God? We see this as a judgment of our greed, of the way we followed, the way we mortgage our future, the way we want to borrow it, where we want our boat, we want our house, we want the bigger house and we can afford everything now. This is the love of things. The love of things released from the love of money. Materialism, our lady said, Satan wishes through this method to enslave you. June 25th, 1989, to Ivanka. He's active in this plan. And so it is plainly, clearly, factually, physically, scientifically. We see the devil's image in the World Trade Center smoke. You can't be denied. The Associated Press reporter who took it didn't even know it until he started getting, a, people began to get a hold of him. 1,500 emails. Our messages, however it came to him, telling him by the next day what they saw. He went back and looked and was astounded by it. He never caught it. Associated Press never allows any of their pictures to be doctored. His face is there because Satan wants to show his shameful face. But the question we ask today is why? Why was he allowed to do that? He can't do but what God allows him to do. Satan appeared before the throne of God. God says, Have you seen my Job? No one like him upon the earth. Satan says, Give me him. Let me try him. So Satan appears before the throne of God. I want justice. These people have left you for the love of money. Do what it is you wish to do, God says. Can nobody have the discernment to see? Can you not be honest enough to see with your own eyes your missions, how we need forgive us, how we need to implore the Father and we missed and failed this opportunity after 9-11? December 2nd, 2011. For you to become a seed of the future, a seed of love, implore the Father to forgive you your mission's up to now. My children, only with a pure heart, unburdened by sin, can open itself, and only honest eyes can see the way which I desire to lead you, away from the direction the world is going. He says, don't you see that, my children? You're deaf and blind to that? Do you not see the direction it's headed? We didn't have honest eyes when we viewed 9 11, and still today, so we defer this. I remember that they were session in the 70s thinking if we let this go in and crash, which is the best thing that can happen, instead of propping it up, we'll correct. 1929, the crash of the stock markets was simply a correction. It was good, and it was a judgment. How can I say that? How can anyone say that? Because these things come as a result of man's sin. You want a double-proof, backup, factual thing that happened with that in combination? The dust bowl. Chasing things, the greed, the heart of man. Was he right when all his lands started blowing away? From out west, topsoil just vanished. Huge clouds of dust across the nation went all the way to the east, People had to buy them farms because they couldn't farm anymore. But man was honest enough back then, even though dishonesty brought some of these things about, to go down on his knees and repent and appeal to divine mercy. Because after divine mercy, and when you keep bankrupt and arrogantly defy divine mercy, you're filling up the cup of divine anger. How long can we rebuild? Can we defer the course of the judgment of God? Before He raises up adversaries against us. Before He stirs up our enemies against us. And now we're face to face with that. Our our, our backs against the wall. Obama is going to force us to pay for abortions. And there's no negotiation with Cardinal Dolan or anybody else that this is even on the table to negotiate away. The bishops have said, or rather, yeah, the bishops basically have said they don't, they don't get it. No, they get it. They know what they're doing, they're stirred up, they're our enemies. They're enemies to the church, particularly to the Catholic church, and all Christians and all people of goodwill. We're headed for a judgment that we keep propping them up. We prop things up. We prop up the economy. We lower the interest rates. And we just defer the correction that we should have bit the pill and swallowed. We should have done it in 2008 instead of bailing out. We would be going through misery right now like those after 1929 and the Dust Bowl. But do you think when you can defer, or do you think when you can delay delay the judgment of God through human actions, that His wrath doesn't come on all the harder? That you get elevated in a higher, or rather maybe the balloon gets more air in it before it pops? And when it pops, it's much worse. The implosion that will take place had we bit the bullet, had we came down on our knees, had we been honest that, hey, this is from God, we need to evaluate what we've done wrong. Why did evil reign on September 11th, 2001? How did it win? We've got to repent. We've got to put on sackcloth. We've got to appeal to God the Father and say we're sorry because we've omitted and denied him. We've grown arrogant. Cardinal Totino. Gave an interview that said the American researcher Gregory Stock, author of "Redesigning Humans," suggests that the genes of plants and animals and man, or rather, suggests using the genes of plants, animals, and man to make a no, a totally new being, which will no longer be a man. which, according to Stock, quote, will free us from the slavery to which nature has condemned us up to until now. In other words, he wants to deny the judgment from the Garden of Eden. Sickness, disease, adversity follows man in his thistles and tolling of the soil. He wants to escape from that, Gregory Stock does. Redesigning humans. Colonel Zatino says, there are people who want to get rid of the being created by God. God would be deprived of His creation. The mystery of the Incarnation will also disappear because if human nature is destroyed, it's a failure of the Incarnation, so to speak. He goes on and says, within 10 to 20 years, these real problems will explode young people now growing up will arrive ready for the most extraordinary events in the history of the world. When parliaments decide whether the property of God deserves respect or not, whether it can be transmuted or not, this is why the church must ask itself how to retrieve the attraction it held last century. One time a child could base itself On the example of the parents, on their encouragements. And then there was always a sense of obedience. Now the child follows only what attracts him. Satan, Our Lady says, wants to divert you to modernism. What is the attraction for children? What did Yvonne say at the beginning, well, last May in Medjugorje? Do not permit access to Satan in the family. Cardinal Titino says, I think that morning prayers on which our mothers were very keen were the salvation of the church. Can you imagine that? Our lady's saying this and he's referring to mothers. And a lot of cardinals are connected to Medjugorje. He says the truth. But he goes on and says something here remarkable. We must get back to them. relaunch this program. And what's remarkable is he adds this if we bishops were to launch this program instead of big gatherings. Forget the conferences. Forget all these things. Let's get down to basics. Why? Because we in our arrogance and redesigning the human think we can do the same thing to everything out there, including the economy, including catastrophes and judgments by God of 9 And yet God gives us signs. The love of money drives us on. We deny 9-11. And we're seeing the cup of divine anger being filled. Our Lady says, use this time well. Divert that. He's not a wrathful God. He's not an angry God. But it comes to correct. If your parent comes to correct you when you were a child, or yours now your own child, and they defy that, they're, and they're not going to take your punishment. They spit in your face. You're not going to get upset about that? You're not going to get a little angry about, angry about that? Our Lady came to Medjugorje. She asked them to pray seven, 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 seven Our Fathers, seven Hail Marys, seven Glory Bees in the Creed we refer to the 777. It turned into a global phenomenon with Medjugorje. You know Medjugorje people? You say 777, they're going to know exactly what you're talking about. It's all over the world. But God also lets us see things and omens all over the world. The Stock Exchange, they themselves, are a little spookish They look at omens. They look at things as not always good or or they look at things that happen that may be good omens and bad omens. On the morning of September 29, 2008, they waited to open up the stock exchange. They waited for the bell to ring. They couldn't get it to ring. They opened it without the bell. Some took that as a bad omen. And what happened that day? There was a global economic implosion that started the situation we find ourselves in now. Because we deferred a correction that we could have gone into after 9-11 and in the 90s and in the 80s and in the 70s. We, and we fixed this one that happened that day also with bailouts. But it's yet another historic sign sacralized, not secularized, but sacralized, sacred, because it's from God. On well, that morning, the bell wouldn't ring. What led from that point was a quarter or 25% of all the stock market's wealth going away. That particular day, the points that fell was 777, 777. Seven in our fathers, 777 seven glory bees. God's judgment shows what he it on countering with prayer. Was this sound enough to defy the course of judgment, to take it from there, to realize we've got to correct ourselves? No, we love money so much that it had to drive on, we had to come up with bailouts. We had to figure out and posture up and and promote and extend this economy no matter what the cost. Because while Lot a a lot of people lost money a lot of people made money on this and they continue to this day to do so What does that do to the cup of divine wrath? Isaiah said that so the Lord raises up adversaries against them and stirs up their enemies and Now we have Obama forcing us to pay for sterilization put money out of our pocket because the culture loves it so much, we're forced to do what is unseemly, what is not even natural. Do we not have enough honest eyes to read the writing on the walls? Are we denied ourselves? So we've attempted to defy the course of judgment and accepting God's judgment that we might fare better on a short term, when in fact, had we sit there and said, like Hitler's associate, no, I did this, I'm guilty of the love of money, we've contributed to this, I've overextended myself, I bought a house, I want not greed, I've done these things, I've borrowed money, I've committed the sin of usury repeatedly. I need to accept this. Let's take a correction now. Had we done that, we would have fared better. We would be suffering right today. But we would already be already beginning our course of recovery of a sane society, a sane culture, back to God, closer to God. And the longer we prefer to put this off, it'll get to our point where God won't let it happen no more. He let 9-11 happen. He let seven 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 September 29, 2008, happen, both with the spiritual sign and the negative sign of the fall. These things were with intent to get our attention. But we want the omissions. We don't want to admit that. We want to forget about it. Implore the Father to forgive you of your omissions up to now, my children. Only a pure heart, unburdened by sin, can open itself, and only honest eyes can see the way which I desire to lead you. Downsize, our Lady wants you to do. She wants you to come and bring your financial situation in check. She wants you to live within your means, not beyond them. If you make $100,000 a year, don't be spending $110,000. If you make 50 don't be spending $51,000. If you make $10,000, don't be spending $11,000. What you have, make your life fit that. It's biblical. It's peace. It's a cure for insomnia. We don't have God because we don't have peace. God is peace. Until we learn these things, nothing's going to check. Frank?
4: Yeah. Invariably, what always happens is, is that when you add stimulus, as the Bible says, unequal weights and measures are an abomination to the Lord. So in 29, you got the New Deal, added stimulus, and it guaranteed... What you know, this abominable practice guaranteed financial hardship for the masses and starvation. We're we're doing that to the nth degree now. And
3: But but we'll we're fight. eating we're eating now, Frank. Well And while we're eating because we've deferred the course of the judgment. So it's just it, gonna be what you're saying is actually gonna be ten times the more.
4: Invariably, I mean, what when you see what happens? There's, there's no logic. It's economic policy. It's, it's a policy for the rich, and it's a policy to wipe out the mass, the masses. This is historically accurate, and you can um, see these things happening. You can go through a timeline when you, you talk about how you know, um, you know, God issues a judgment. What happened in, in 1873? We went off a equal weighted measured standard. We, they call it the crime of 1873. We demonetized silver. 1884, October 13th, Pope Leo XIII has a vision. Satan is given 100 years to reign, because that's when the abominable practices began. We went to a gold standard, an unequal-weighted, measured system, and that's why Roosevelt was able to do what he did. They confiscated the gold, reissued it at 35, because they did this abominable practice, there was abominable things happening in uh, the Christian church and the Council of Lambeth mm-hmm. for the first time in the history of the world. Uh, Christians accept contraception. And so, but you have to go back where it started, and it started with the demonetization of silver. And now when you look at these policies and you see what should be happening, fundamentally, the the stock market should be, you know um doing very poorly because of because of where we are fundamentally but that's where everybody's running now but if you look at the end indi- indicators there's complacency there so this is where where we're leading historically proven we're headed for a greater collapse and they're going to stimulate until the, until we're insolvent and uh so, so people really have to pay attention here. This is, you know, an incredible opportunity, this show. And I could go on all afternoon, but we don't have time, about the signs that have happened in regards to Medjinomics, the signs that have happened in regards to you, a friend of Medjugorje, and the community of Caritas, that show us this is where Our Lady is, is leading us. All the things that she's told us all together, united with my son, we can, we can fix this. But, you know, we, we need to unite, and we need to look at the signs of the times and look at the fruits of this mission, because that's where we should be united behind. Everybody listening to this should be a field angel. Everyone listening to this can be a field angel. Call and, and find out how to do that. These are the answers. Our lady's message is the answer. But take advantage of this time. Because what they're doing now with gold and silver, and silver more particularly because you can call me and I can tell you why, but they have to keep it in a slow, steady rise or people will panic. And it's the same thing that always happens. The more you stimulate or manipulate or control something, you're just uh, diverting the inevitable. And the inevitable is it is going to explode in price and people are going to panic. That's what they're, you know, we can't let it go up too fast because people will panic. Well, what happens is it gets out of control and people panic even greater. in the herd mentality and everybody starts running. You know, someone said to me today, well, the stock market's going to do well because they're adding stimulus and inflation. No, you, you don't understand what our abominable practices have done. We have a negative replacement generation you know paper assets are going to fail miserably and they're going to fail suddenly so pray about what's what's being said here pray about what's been written and it ain't going to happen spread the book reread it and let's you know united
3: take care of this you know what amazes me is the the solutions uh people who are conservative people who are spiritual people who are given financial Uh, direction, from a biblical perspective, uh, the crown financials, the the people out there, good-willed people, good intention, but they still don't get it. They still are looking like to use this system as it's developed into, which is metamorphosed into something satanic with this love of money. And I want to say something you said about, you know, it's for the rich people. Uh, I know what you meant. You didn't mean that. I know what you mean is for the 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 those who are rich or who are greedy and love of money, because again, richness or being rich is nothing wrong with that, and we don't want to do anything that breeds con- discontentment toward those who have, because anybody has has a have, be a small house or mansion. If the mansion is not protected, the small cottage is not protected. We never want to go there. And have resentment for people who are wealthy. That some are wealthy proves that others may be able to become wealthy. Through greed, through love, no. Through God, and, and I'm a good steward, God's given me this, I'm going to bless people with it. So there's no sin in that. And so I understand what Frankie was saying. We just want to make sure that people don't really follow in this pattern of the Occupy people who are trying to build this resentment for anybody who has anything, because they're not talking about just people rich. They're talking about if you got your little, they're going to take it.
2: Right, just jumping in here, too, real fast, um, going back to what you said earlier, that uh, if people had honest eyes, they would not look at the people who have what they don't and think that way about them. So the, a way, easy way of discernment of what you see, what's going on, especially with the Occupy Wall Street and all of these other uh, uh, resentment of the rich and and the wealthy is people who just simply don't have honest eyes but we're getting near the end of the show here so I just want to jump in real fast here I know that you've been working on uh friend of megory that you've been working on a book uh for the last several weeks now and um spending a lot of time into it and uh, I've read of course the original uh manuscript of it and it's from what I read of what was existing at that time of course it was a what I thought was a bombshell but I think Uh, Since you've been working on it, you've been refining it quite a bit, and and I I know that this book is being set to be released soon, Uh, I think within the next week or so, I think is what the plan is, but is there anything you could tell us about, I can't help but think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I can't help but think that maybe some of the things you talked about today possibly could be some of the things that you might be speaking about in this new book.
3: Well, some of it is, and actually what I'm doing with it is I felt impelled to begin to write this before, just as a Words of Harvester newsletter. Um, but I unusually felt the inspiration or the impulse, both, to start writing this words of Harvester two or three months before it even was supposed to be published. Usually I write them a week before, a few days before. So uh, a lot of things happened in the course of that. Uh, breaking news and breaking things was what Obama's doing now and, and what the bishops are doing that he just evolved right into a, a book. And it is very time-dated. It's very important. In fact, I was talking to our pre-press department uh, yesterday about uh, taking bids on paper to get the paper cost as in the in the book itself down to as cheap as possible that people can get this by the thousands. Because we want the information out. We want every bishop to get this, every priest to get it, and we want whole parishes to get this. So... I don't want to go too much into the topic, but it's very important. It is very time dated. It's very much part of what's happening in our nation between Obama and our bishops and us and Obama, who we are, who he is, what's taking place, and and um writing it I could say it is a bombshell. Because it calls to calls for a thinking that's not there. A lot of things that we've written here uh Ten years ago, I've always said that we're head of the church. How can I say that? Is that arrogant? No. Our lady's coming to change something. She said she wants a springtime for the church. She's also said negative things about the Catholic Church. For instance, the Catholic Church, this is back in the 90s or the 80s, said the Catholic Church has forgotten fasting in the last quarter century. So, we know if you're in tune with her and the messages, she's coming to implement something into the church. It's not there. And if you implement it when she says to do it, then you're ahead of the church. The church has not been able to accept a lot of things that I've written because it's not accepting what Our Lady is saying 15 years ago, 20 years ago. But what we wrote 15, 20 years ago, today they're accepting. The bishops are saying nothing any different now that we won't comply We will not obey than what's been written here 15, 20 years ago. And so this thinking that's in this book, the bishops aren't ready to say that. Yet, Y-E-T, they will because they have no choice. And so while a lot of people have been aggravated with our shepherds, and in many cases justified in being so, by being so caught up in only the poor, when Jesus told Judas himself, "You'll always have the poor, the impoverishment we suffer from today is sin. It's not clean water. I just got to read about a bishop in, in San Antonio or in San, San Angelo, maybe South America, about clean water. What about clean spirit? What about a white soul? What about no sin? God takes care of the details of the water. And that's in Look What Happened Where He's Sleeping, talking about hijacking the church so that environmentalists can vein out through the world, throughout the church, getting the priests and the bishops and everybody into this and the committees talking about environmental concerns. I heard a commercial twice already. I guess they're playing it everywhere. Join the Coast Guard. It's exciting. Well, when you think of the Coast Guard, what do you think about? Rescuing people that's been shipwrecked. Who is it that went to the Italian cruiser? Coast Guard, Italian Coast Guard. What are they known for? For heroic things. Coming in catastrophes, Katrina, this whole commercial. Google it. See if you can look it up and listen to it. It's astounding. It says that because in the Coast Guard, I can be protecting our fresh water supply and our fisheries and our environment. And it goes on these wacko things about what you're going to be as a Coast Guard. And you are not know ends? It says, it's like mountain biking. It's exciting. What are we, a bunch of sissy office people looking to go clean up the water supply? If you've got dirty water, it's because you're not living the way God told you to. Godliness is next to cleanliness. He'll provide. You say, well, a lot of third world countries. You Christianize those third world countries and you'll see everything become clean. I was just talking to Paolo, Maria's husband. They were around somewhere in Italy yesterday. They just got back from Lebanon. I helped work with this in some ways. But he said it was fifty, sixty thousand 60,000 people there, a lot of Arabs. But he alluded to the fact of, you know, primitive in some ways. Not third world, but still, they, they haven't elevated at a certain point. Christianity cures that. Of course, there are Muslims and everybody there because they both love Our Lady. Christianity elevates and brings up the dignity of man. We don't need to be in a fresh water as our cause. We need to be in fresh souls, snow white, as our cause. The other fixes itself when you fix the soul. So I say that only because the bishops now are in tune with what we've been talking about. Their backs up against the wall. And they're coming out and saying, we're not going to do this. What's not being said is what you're going to do when they come after you, if you're not going to do this. What are you going to do in reaction to that? What is avenues? What is our thinking? And so that's what this book is about. So it's to give the mentality the next thought process of where we are to go from there. And in that way, it's prophetic just like many of the things have been written before. It's not time yet for it to happen, but it's given of the future and in our immediate future and even this coming election, and I'm not talking about voting our way in out of this. I actually say that, no, that's not it. But with the election, what's coming, what's going to be imposed and afterwards, the decisions we need to make today to alter the future. So this book will be about that. So Frank... Give your phone number so anybody needs to discuss their situations of downsizing or whatever they may need to recourse themselves that so they can talk to you.
4: Yeah, our phone number uh, toll-free is 877-936-7686. You can uh, reach us online through email at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. And our website is uh, globalsilverinvestors.com. And phone number
2: again is 877-936-7686. And just jumping in here again one real quick time, uh, just a reminder that uh, this coming Sunday is March 18th, and of course that is the day that uh, Our Lady promised uh, Mariana she would appear to her for the rest of her life, and uh, there are some things that we have uh, published before on Medjugorje.com in regards to this, that it's not uh, because of Mariana's birthday that Our Lady is appearing, but that sometime, someday in the future, we would know uh, the significance of that day. So look for that this coming Sunday, and then Monday we'll be coming to you in a broadcast Monday night, and a friend of Medjugorje will be speaking to you about that message that our Lady will give that day. So
3: remember, the read a lot. Read, look what happened while you're sleeping, and read. It ain't going to happen. Read all the materials what you have. Reread. You have got to stay this. It speaks to you differently every time you read it because the messages have that kind of life to them. And so it is. We need to really look at the course of judgment we're under. Are we going to try to defer it further? and just get higher up on the tree before we fall and his axe is cut down? Where do we start? At the commandments. Which commandment the most is important today? Yes, love thy God. But if you love thy God, you keep the Sabbath. That's the commandment we're in violation until we change and keep the Sabbath, until we realize we're in violation of that our land can't be healed, neither can the world. We love you. We wish you our lady. Goodbye.